0: hello everybody and welcome to today's episode of dead pundit society I am your host your uh, your facilitator for the day uh, my co-host as always joining me on the line mr Ben Burgess ben. got a great show today Excited yeah. to talk about some of the, the hobby horse topics of the Democratic Socialist left. Um, you know, not, not the hottest political issue on the table. These days, we have uh, Minneapolis uh, burning. We have a number of issues leading up to the 2020 general election. You know, we have the collapse of the Bernie Sanders moments. Um, you know, we got this little COVID crisis. I don't know if you guys have heard about it. Uh, and yet, you know, there's something a little bit... You know something a little bit kind of like um, clarifying. It makes you feel good to kind of go back to the, the the basics, doesn't it, Ben? To to talk about Michael Harrington, to talk about the beginnings and the legacy and the meaning of of DSA as an organization, to talk about uh, what might be um, a version of socialism American style, going back absolutely. to the bread and butter.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and no, I mean, I, th- I think it's actually, I think it's really important. I think it's it's good to have a a mixture of uh, up-to-the-minute stuff and, and you know, episodes where we take, uh, you know, take a little bit more of a big-picture look at, at what we're doing and what we're trying to achieve and what we can learn from socialists have come before, and I'm also very excited because this is the, uh, even though he, uh, our guest today, Sean Goody, even though I have, uh, like, 500 emails from him in my inbox because he's edited many, many, many articles that I've written for Jacobin. It's the the first time I've ever seen him or talked to him. Uh, By the way, Sean, uh, the the one I'm supposed to be doing this week, I I, I really <laughs> promise I actually did. Literally just before we started to record, uh, I wrote the first section of it. So that should be done today. <laughs> so uh, Yeah,
0: so that, that third voice on the mic then is uh, the voice, not only the voice in Ben's head on a weekly basis, when <laughs> he's banging out his articles for Jacobin Online, but uh, it is our guest today. That is Sean Goody. He is the associate editor at Jacobin. He is um, maybe, you know, this is hard to say definitively because there are a lot of people like you in in, in the Jacobin. Of an organization, Sean, but like mm-hmm. you are arguably uh, one of the like most essential, but still like lesser known figures uh, in Jacobin. Mean, you could put, probably put Ramika in that same category and a couple others, but but you are responsible for churning out, editing, and um, also assigning many of the most important what what end up being most many of the most important articles that appear on Jacobin. So I'm um, glad to have you on on the show. Thanks for having me. Uh, it's very, very kind of you to say.
1: Yeah. Uh, when he uh, what he, he said, there are many like you. I, I thought that he meant uh, dudes with beard and glasses, but
2: uh, <laughs> you know. the, the beard is actually a, a recent uh, introduction. I, I it's it's a quarantine thing. I, I've. For a long time I, I resisted trying to grow a beard because I didn't want to be another bearded leftist in DSA.
0: But <laughs> isn't it kinda of nice though? You get that little cushion, right? You get like a two or three month cushion to just kinda of let it be whatever the hell it's gonna be, so you can kinda of like you can just sort of show up with the finished product and
1: Yeah, it's nice. Yeah. Yeah.
0: No, it, it's uh
2: it's nice. My dad's had a beard like his entire life and so
1: puts me at ease. I'm, I'm most comfortable with socialist guys in the twenties and thirties <laughs> classes, you know, this this are you know, those are definitely my people.
0: <laughs> Kevin, Joel, <laughs> <you know, laughs> Stephen. A lot of Connors, but yeah, I was about to, to say out to the I'm Connors. sorry,
2: I'm sorry my name is not Connor. Yeah, a lot yeah, of It would Connors, definitely make I? things easier if you're yeah, not, yeah. Like not
1: changing it.
0: <laughs> yeah, So we're not breaking any stereotypes for sure. With today's episode, we have a lot to talk about. We're going to be going uh, in many places, far and wide, far ranging. It is our, our, as our topic is, you know, the entire history perhaps of the American socialist left, uh, small potatoes, but, um, yeah. Uh, we're not breaking any molds either by focusing on the legacy of Michael Harrington, which is something that is sort of seen to be a kind of obnoxious, like, you know, DSA bro uh, concern. But I assure you, we're going to try to make it as relevant and, um, you know, contemporary in terms of the future of the socialist movement in the U.S. as we can. So, the you know, what provoked this? particular uh episode this topic it's, it's been a long time coming in a sense we're really assessing dsa listeners will know you know we had brianna last on from philly dsa who made some really compelling strident arguments about how to move forward as a, as a socialist organization in the post bernie moment uh we're trying to you know Lick our wounds in a sense, but also, uh, you know, pick our chins up and and understand that we still have a lot of promise and hope to come as a socialist left. But the the piece that provoked this particular episode explicitly was it showed up in uh, the Democracy Journal of Ideas. It's sort of like a left progressive sort of 1970s, 80s social democratic journal, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, It was penned by Joanne Mort, former DSA member. It's called Unlike Mike." She claims the democratic social of America is actually much larger, much bigger than uh, it was in its founders day, but it has perhaps strayed from its vision.
1: And this is, this is by the way, not even the only recent, um, it's not even the most recent article, only recent article rather, it's the most recent one, but it's not the only recent article to make this exact claim. If I recall like a year or two in the wall street journal of all places, there was a, uh, Mike Harrington was a good civilized person who <laughs> hated these DSA ruffians today, yeah. you know, kind of article then. Yeah. So
0: in essence, you know, these articles are penned by former sort of 60s radicals, maybe you know, DSOC members, former DSA members, people who would like to see DSA be little more than a kind of progressive wing of the Democratic Party. And they are, of course, upset with the developments inside of DSA uh, that has seen it turn away from the Democratic Party um, as its primary base of operations. We are now working in a more kind of explicit inside-outside dirty break strategy. There are, of course, a number of different tactics and ideas about where DSA should go. But but needless to say, the majority of members, I would say, are now at the point where they're certainly to the left of of, of where that consensus used to be. Um, um, Sean, you've been a, a long-time member of DSA. You really kind of take your uh, political lineages back to Harrington. Give us your kind of immediate thoughts um, when this piece appeared.
2: Yeah, that's right. I mean, just to set things out, um, I, I joined DSA in 2014, um, and it was basically because of reading Michael Harrington, sure. <laughs> quite literally. I, I was in Baltimore at the time, and there wasn't a chapter. But, you know, I, I believe very strongly in this vision of democratic socialism. I believed in Harrington's brand of socialism and the, the kind of broader tradition that he comes from, A. Philip Randolph, Martin Luther King, other, other people like that. Um, and so I wanted to, you know, pay dues to an organization that was still kind of carrying the torch forward, even if they, even if I couldn't go to a meeting and like organize with other people necessarily. So that's, um, I also, I also uh, first, among other things, one of the reasons I sort of jumped into the socialist pool was because of Harrington too. I, I was sort of on the, I was a kind of progressive Democrat um, around Occupy. Some of my ideas were sort of being unsettled. I was, you know, very involved in that and was sort of, I became more open, I guess, to, to anti-capitalism more generally and was sort of, sort of looking around for looking around for things that sort of spoke to that in a real way and Harrington's writings were like the first his were like the first writings I had encountered that I didn't associate with the kind of like loony left like this is a serious person yeah. who like has committed um his, his ethical values are very much in line with my own uh, deep belief in democracy but he was also he was also very serious about sketching out A kind of tandem vision, but also how to get there day-to-day, the day-to-day work that it takes to sort of build that. And then also he was like, he knew social policy. He knew economic policy. He knew this stuff really well. And he was basically an autodidact. I mean, he, he didn't go to school for this stuff, but he basically just boned up on it because he knew it was like important um, to the socialist movement. Mm -hmm. Um, So all of that was, all of that was really, you know, inspiring to me. And so that's that's sort of where I come from I guess in terms of Harrington's influence on my own life. I don't I I don't necessarily share I don't necessarily have exactly the same politics, but I still like think that Harrington's a very important figure and some that someone that we should look to when we're we're thinking about these broader questions.
0: Yeah. Uh, so let me let me ask a clarifying question really yeah. quickly before we. Yeah. Move on. Yeah. You mentioned that you were in the Baltimore kind of uh, scene in 2013-14. I wasn't far in that moment, and I was in and out of the ISO by that time. So, mm-hmm. It was post Trotskyist organization of some kind, now defunct. Um, you know, And so when you say uh, Harrington offered a version of the left that wasn't what you saw as the loony left, I mean, it's, I think it's yeah. important for us to contextualize this, right? Because yeah. <laughs> this moment, in this moment where, like, the kind of democratic road to socialism is becoming a very coherent kind of ideological and strategic orientation, in large part thanks to Jackman, in large part thanks to, the, you know, the, the cliques and groups inside of DSA. Um you know, it's a little. It's easy to sort of look at Harrington now as this kind of as wishy-washy guy. Yeah, but but we have uh, we have you know uh, benefited from the developments that have you know progressed since, but, but large part because of his wing of American style socialism, right? Uh, but but take us back to your, that moment in 2013, 14 when you found Harrington, like contextualized the left as you saw it. And, and offer up why it was that Harrington uh, seemed to, to, to be so idiosyncratic in comparison to that. Yeah, I
2: appreciate that uh, <laughs> clarifying question or clarifying follow-up. Um, yeah, so I, I guess at the time, so I graduated from college in 2011 and I went to University of Iowa, large state university. Um, the left wasn't really that, it didn't have much of a presence um, there, or elsewhere, really, and to the extent that there was a left, it was mostly kind of the remnants of the anti war movement and these were like very committed you know people that I admired, but also like you know they 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 weren 't really interested in mass politics I guess would be the the best way of putting it. They saw themselves as critics of society and they didn 't really they didn 't really want to be they didn't, they didn 't want to sort of tarnish themselves with any of the kind of accoutrements, I guess you could say, of mainstream society. And so that that was sort of a way of rebelling, whether it was just like dressing in a really kind of crazy way or it was it was a kind of like uh Lifestyle
0: politics that I saw mm. um, that I associated with the left, kind of subcultural phenomenon. Yeah, ex- ex- expression of one's you know inner <laughs>
1: inner uh, you know
0: yeah you yeah the performative yeah, kind of
1: leftism. Leftism is like an like an identity, right? yeah you know, Like you have a that you're mm-hmm. um, you know which which you no know, whatever. I, I'm sure. Lots of people are guilty of in lots of ways, and to and, and to different you know different degrees, right? But like yeah, of course you know. But in like a pretty some of that stuff, I mean, like I I have those the same uh, you know memories, right? You know, is is like pretty extreme, right? You know, like people people like yeah. would, uh, would not want to like everything about the way they sort of presented themselves and and, um, and thought about politics right you know was, was about differentiating themselves from uh, from what was uh, what was around them so like in a way like I think you can get so used to being isolated um, and 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 not like uh, part of any sort of mainstream conversation that it becomes a sort of perverse point of pride right yeah like, absolutely I'm, you know yeah. Look at me and how radical I am. Uh and of course Harrington um is is above all, you know, whatever else, you know, you want to say about what he got right what he got wrong. Um and you know, I mean I've I've got plenty to say about both, but uh but um uh, Micah who uh uh who who's you know who suggested you might be a good person to, to talk to about this. Yeah, that's uh,
0: Micah Utrecht, online editor, jackman uh,
1: Uh, himself um, you know himself has probably read more Harrington uh, than I have certainly and uh, he said that uh, you probably read more Harrington than anybody else who knows so, uh, so, sure. so it seems like you'd be a good uh you know good person to to get into this so like before yeah. maybe kind of getting into the more uh like fine-grained like detail of of some of what he you know he talked about and and mm-hmm. some of what this article gets wrong and all that like like just sort of like, like in a general sense, right? Like, if you kind of think about the, um, uh, you know, if you took the American democratic socialist version of that, like old Stalinist graphic with like the uh, with the heads of Marx and, and, <laughs> and Stalin, now, right? right yeah, yeah. You know, that that would that would go like Debs, I don't know, Norman Thomas, Norman you know, Thomas. Uh, Harrington, right? You know, yeah, yeah, and uh, and so. Uh those those first what, one way to maybe kind of enter into some of this stuff is those first two guys were of course involved in the old uh, Socialist Party of America, which is also where where Harrington started, right? Um, yeah. but then of course uh famously Harrington and, and his comrades, um, you know, form their own organization, the Democratic Socialists Organizing Committee, which later merges with what's uh, the New American Movement to become uh, what we all know and love as DSA. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, 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 like, what's what's the kind of? This concludes your free teaser of this week's B side. Head over to patreon.com slash deadpundits and subscribe today to heal the rest of this episode and to double your DPS pleasure each week.